I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and today this episode is just me, myself, and I. I'm going solo on the big fight reaction to Jesse Bam Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards from this past weekend. It is a little bit later in the week in terms of our recording, but it's because I had a couple of days away with a friend. I went to go and see Noel Gallagher in Leeds. I'm a massive Oasis fan. For those that know me personally, they know that I'm always going to these types of events and I was really excited to go. So I weren't able to get the podcast to you yesterday, as in Monday the 18th of December. Instead, it's here on Tuesday the 19th. But I felt it was necessary to talk about the fight because it was such a great fight and it was an enjoyable fight. One of the most entertaining fights of the year. Now, Johnston did actually leave me a little recording to be able to share his thoughts with you guys. So I will play that recording with you once I've given my initial opinions and then recap and react to what Johnston was also saying in his post-fight assessment. But guys, let's just give these two guys props. You know, Edwards and Rodriguez really put on an entertaining battle between the two of them. And I think we, we got a few questions answered, didn't we, with this particular fight? I think we got questions answered about Sonny Edwards' heart his determination, and his chin, of course. I think we got a lot of questions answered about his chin because, you know, he had been down before. I'd forgotten he'd been down more than once doing the preview. He'd actually been down twice in his career, but he'd not really been hurt, hurt in the sense that, you know, he couldn't carry on or he looked really uh, on, on shaky ground or he looked like he was going to be stopped uh, by Braithwaite or Granados. I think that in those fights, I look back at it and think they were kind of flush knockdowns where he just got caught a little bit and 
It was one of them where he had to overcome and adapt. But this fight with Rodriguez was different because he was going in there against a guy who Johnston rightly pointed out was going to look to systematically break down Edwards throughout the course of the fight. And in watching the fight, I think one of the things that wasn't evident straight away early on was was the difficulties that Edwards was having because he's got a fractured orbital bone after a punch in the second round from Rodriguez, fractured it. And we didn't really know that he was really struggling in that sense during the fight until the aftermath of the fight. And I suppose that's why it's been good to have the extra day to really talk about things that have been going on on social media and comments that have been made because if I would have recorded this yesterday on Monday, I wouldn't have been able to put into context what's really been going on and the thoughts and feelings of a lot of people and Sonny's been quite honest and open as he is himself on social media about how the fight played out. So the biggest thing out of this fight was that in that second round, he gets a fractured orbital bone, Sonny Edwards. And as a result of that, he's having great difficulty throughout the course of the fight. And he was being called out a lot by people on social media. There's a lot of people that don't like him and a lot of people that do like him. He is a, a Marmite type of character when it comes down to his interactions on there. And one of the things he did say was that when that happened in the second round, that he was really struggling to to, to see properly where Rodriguez was. So he felt he was not getting into range or he was out of range when he was trying to throw his shots and he wasn't able to to judge the distance as well as what he normally would. And it, it kind of made sense looking back on it now because you could see that he wasn't adopting the game plan which I anticipated him to adopt and so did Johnston, which was to essentially use that lateral movement, use the size of the ring, use the opportunity to, to let Rodriguez sort of wear himself down and, and try to come in and pop him from the outside. He weren't able to do that. What he opted to do was at times stand and trade with Rodriguez, which was, it was well, right on Rodriguez's street, wasn't it? It was what Rodriguez wanted. You know, that's that's why there were a lot more successes for Rodriguez in this fight. And that's why he was able to systematically break Sonny Edwards down throughout the course of the fight, because Edwards didn't have much of a choice. He's not able to see full air. He, he doesn't want to pull himself out of the fight. He doesn't want to essentially quit the fight early. He wants to try and make it through the fight but he got to the end of the eighth round and he got caught with a with a great shot which then you're thinking he's being broken down here pretty pretty badly now by Rodriguez and then at the end of the eighth round going into the ninth his cornerman Grant Smith is like no 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 I'm not I'm not sending you out there again understandably so and Edwards himself admitted that he'd not told his corner that he couldn't really see properly out of that eye so his response was look at that point, I was fearing for my eyesight. So anybody out there that's gone on and said that he quit this fight, and Curtis Woodhouse has absolutely trolled him on Twitter. He's been absolutely trolling him over the past few days about how he's a quitter and he's this and he's that. I understand why he made that decision and why that decision was made by his corner, essentially, is that I know people will sit there and say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go out on my shield and you'd have to carry me out of the ring. And I know a lot of it's all just bravado. It's all just talk. Some people will follow that action through and literally would happily die in the ring. Some people might say that, but when the time comes, they're thinking about their life. They're thinking about their health. Things must flash before them in a ring at that moment in time and go, is, is this really worth it? Can I save my life and career for another day? Yes, I can. So the corners made that decision and they've made the right decision to pull him out because 
what was going to happen? Well, Rodriguez was going to continue to break down Sonny Edwards. He might have gone on to stop him in the following round. He might have given more damage to Edwards' eye. Edwards could have then ended up partially blind as a result. So you can't can sit there and completely, completely slate Sonny Edwards and his corner for making that decision to, to save himself for another day. I'd love to know what people's thoughts are on it. I know he's a Marmite character. I know he doesn't really please everybody with the way he is on social media. Sometimes he's a bit too brutally honest for people's likings. But you've got to give the guy credit, man. He put on a great fight with Rodriguez there. And I think at this point now, guys, before I come back and sort of react to what's going to happen next, I'm going to let Johnston come in now and, and say what he said in his recording about how this fight went down. A uh, great result from uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez. Um, I, I was actually quite surprised by uh, Sonny Edwards, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I felt that he would be a little bit more elusive in the fight. I felt like he was within range and within distance quite early in the fight, which didn't help in his favour. I thought he'd be a lot more elusive and be on the back foot. To his credit, look, he stood his ground. He was in he was in trouble pretty much from the second round when he got his, uh, his, his left eye was a bit busted up. Uh, and eventually, obviously, got caught with a fantastic shot um, in the eighth round, I believe. But Rodriguez looked the part, didn't he? He really looked tremendous. Um, I mean, they both did. One thing I will say was, is that it wasn't actually... It, it, I thought it'd be a good fight, but I didn't realise it was going to be as highly entertaining as it was. Uh, the contrast of styles was obviously there. But, yeah, I was surprised by Edwards' tactics, but... Very impressed with with Bam Rodriguez. And as I said, you know, this guy is a tremendous fighter. He will be, I believe, the next one to take over from Anue. I do. I feel that Anue will, uh, eventually they may meet. And I feel this guy could be the one to take over from him. But he's going to be an absolute star. He really is. I believe, you know, he he's called out um, his next fight. I think he's already called out um, one uh, Francesco Estrada. That's who he wants next in his post-fight interview. I do think that he will fight Edwards again. Um, I'm looking forward to see that. I mean, I, I honestly feel that they, they're more than capable of fighting on a rematch. And obviously, Edwards, he just needs to regroup. But he's even in, himself turned around and said, you know what? I want to fight the big names. I don't want to have uh, no sort of warm-up fights. He wants to go straight into the next big fight. So hopefully for him, he does. Um, and yeah, I'm just intrigued to see where they both go from here. Because I do feel that a second fight between them will be fun to watch and I feel that um, they've still got a great career ahead of them uh, but two elite fighters and unfortunately the one who I thought would come through did didn't think he'd stop him but he's just proven once again that to me in my eyes and many that he's just a super, superstar in a way and in Bam Rodriguez what a tremendous talent he is he's a tremendous talent indeed isn't it guys he really is he's he's at 23 years of age, look what he's achieved in his career. I think, like Johnson said, you can expect that he'll be the guy that'll eventually move back up to Superfly. And if if he can put on the weight right and, and his physical stature is good enough to be able to move up a couple of weights, I think you could eventually see him up at the higher weights and, and making these you know, these big assaults on, on divisions in the future. But for now, guys, the fact that he's now a unified champion in this flyweight division, he's now looking ahead to what, comes next for him in this flyweight division and there are some potentially great fights he's he's calling out Estrada which I think is uh, 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 another great move for him you know he's, he's ticking off these names as he goes along in the division which is quite it's quite something isn't it when when he's calling out all these names in the division and he doesn't care who he is and 
you know, the, the what whatever it is they've got behind them, whatever sort of resumes they've got, he's happy to take any of those guys on at the moment. I think it's you've got to give him you've got to give him absolute credit for the fact that he's he's willing to do that and he's willing to to fight any of those guys that he can get himself in the ring with. For me, he he's got to be sort of pushing himself towards that argument for a top ten pound for pound spot as well. I mean, that's not something me and Johnston have had the opportunity to really speak about off air and even discuss on air. I think he's definitely putting himself up there now. I think another good year in 2024, another title behind him or a move up and another title again back up at Superfly. And I think really we're going to have to start recognising him uh, as as a fantastic fighter that he should be put into the top 10. But for now, there's some great fights for him in the division. And I think if he if he goes and pushes straight forward for them big fights, I think we'll be looking at some some fantastic names, championship bouts in the future as well. But Sonny Edwards, let's let's not forget about Sonny. This is the first major adverse moment in his career now, having having lost to Rodriguez. And would he like to run this fight back? Well, I'm sure he would because you know if that injury wouldn't have happened, would this fight have been different or would it have stayed the same? Who knows? We're not going to know now because it's played out the way it's played out. I'd like to see them run this back again because I'd like to see a Sonny Edwards without a broken orbital bone and to see how he adopts himself in that and whether he is able to outbox him and, and beat him in the way that maybe I anticipated he could do. So I'd like to see that again in the future. I don't know whether that's something that can happen immediately or whether that'll have to be another couple of fights down the line but I am happy that you know when I look at Sonny Edwards and what he's saying he's talking about Chocolatito Gonzalez as a potential fight for himself and that he only wants the big fights as Johnston said so I've got to give him credit for not wanting to take any sort of backward step or warm-up or easy fight to get himself back into it given the fact that he's going to have to have obviously some some recovery time as a result of this now and and then there's going to be the issue of will it be susceptible to happening again as we know with other fighters in the past I'm going to be interested to see how this this plays out now over the next 12 months 2024 is going to be an interesting year for both of these fighters but overall guys it was just a thoroughly entertaining fight to watch and you know Johnston was right his initial reaction going ahead of this fight was that he felt like maybe it would go in the favor of Drew Rodriguez and and this is probably why Johnston always finishes quite highly in the prediction leagues that he's a part of as well because he can kind of judge a fight really well for the most part uh, so I'll give you a lot of credit for that Johnson I'm sure you're listening I'm going to give you a lot of credit for for making this pick you stuck where you got on this one and you weren't wrong to do so but guys it was a thoroughly entertaining fight and I am going to move on and, and just mention some of the other fights on this card that happened as well because there were some fights that I were looking forward to watching. I was looking forward to watching the British fighters coming over to America and going on the card and, and looking at seeing where they could go. And the one interesting fight was the Peter McGrail and Jericho Quinn fight. I think that was the one which surprised a lot of people because McGrail was essentially dominating the fight up until Jericho landed a peach of a shot, which put McGrail down and out in the fifth round after we dominated the previous rounds it was a shock really because McGrail was looking fantastic and this is boxing sometimes it does only take that one moment in the fight for it to be turned on its head and that was that moment I'll be interested to know whether he gets a rematch next whether he wants to push for a rematch because 
I wouldn't have thought there'd have been anything in this fight contract that would have indicated a rematch is needed for him. I think people maybe felt that this was a good step up from McGrail, but he was good enough to to beat Jericho Quinn in this fight. And I think going up to that fifth round, he was doing he was doing exactly that until he got caught. But when he got caught, it was it was done. There's nothing you can do once you get caught cold like that. That's it. It's, it's good night Vienna. And unfortunately for McGrail, now he's took his first loss and hopefully that loss will it won't be a defining moment, but it'll be a pivotal moment where it'll make him learn from that and tighten up even further and, and actually make him a better fighter as a result of it. But I'd love to see it again because I'm pretty sure there'll be a, a, a definite conversation around this happening again, especially with it being a, a bit of a shocker as well, having McGrail dominated the, the, the fight itself up until that point. So that was one of the uh, most notable moments on the card. Galal Yafai got a 10-round decision over Rocco Santomaro as well. Good performance from him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Going in against a much more experienced opponent and getting that victory. Then we had Joe McGrail getting a TKO, a beautiful TKO in the second round against Edgar Ortiz Jr., Janaid Boston getting a unanimous decision over Gordy Russ the second as well. And then we also had Murajon Akhmedalaev with a TKO in the eighth round over Kevin Gonzalez on that particular card as well. So it was a card that I said I wanted to watch, a card that I was looking forward to. And I think for the most part, it, it did deliver. But I am just going to move back to the UK and just discuss a couple of other fights that happened over the weekend that not a lot of people might have tuned into, uh, but those in the UK probably will have seen the fight and seen the fighters involved in them. So Josh Kelly 
for example, was one that was back in action in Sunderland. He gets a great, great victory over Placido Ramirez. He stops him in three rounds. Great shot, puts him down and down and out. And it was a great win for Josh Kelly in the Super Welterweight division. I feel a little bit like Josh as he started to, you know, he's got that sort of career resurgence about him now. Like when he lost to Avenintian in 2021, it was a humbling moment. I think up to that point, the pressure was always on him. You know, he, he... I think he was having problems outside. It was quite evident. We'd had these conversations before how we felt like there were some problems going on in his in his outside-of-the-ring career. And then he loses, he comes back, and since he's come back, he's started to get better and better. And then his victory over Troy Williamson last December really solidified the fact that it felt to a lot of us that he'd come out of the other side of that that blip in his career and he started to improve he's since had two fights this year obviously the Ramirez win uh just recently being the one that has has really made people stand up again and say do you know what Josh you know he is uh he is a good fighter and we've always known that about him it was just always about the dedication to it and you know maybe that humbling that he had was what he needed but there's some good fights for him domestically in this division there's some great fights he's already beaten a great domestic fighter in Troy Williamson uh, obviously we've seen the fight with Ajako and Williamson a couple of weeks ago he might be that he's looking for a fight with Ajako he may be looking for a fight with James Metcalf who would be a good fight for Josh Kelly at this stage of his career having him won the IBO world super welterweight title against Dennis Hogan in May that could be a potential fight for Josh Kelly going forward and if I was him I'd be wanting to push for something like that going forward because it really would enhance his career and, and really would sort of top off a, a really good turnaround of what was a, a torrid couple of years for him in his boxing. So that was one of the fights from the weekend in the UK that I wanted to mention. But also I want to give a big shout out to Jack Rafferty as well. Jack Rafferty is someone who I've followed uh, from day one of his boxing career. Pretty much around the time I got started within boxing media, Jack was just literally turning professional. And I've interviewed him a couple of times for Eat, Sleep, Boxing, Repeat when I started that platform up. And I've watched his career progress over the years and he's gone in and he's, you know, he's had his apprenticeship, so to speak, against the the journeymen and different types of journeymen. And then he started to step his career up for me earlier this year when he took on a, a really good, albeit journeyman, in Ben Fields, who has a, a 50-50 record. And that victory over him made me feel that, Jack is starting to move on. And and when I always talk about fighters need to move on accordingly in the career and not stick around for too long when it comes down to fighting journeyman, that was the moment where I think he, he, he started to change that. But this past weekend, he's just won the Commonwealth Boxing Council super lightweight title after stopping Lee Appleyard in the first round, which I think is a really good win. It's a really, really good win for him. Now, I know, obviously, Lee's got seven losses on his record, if you have seen Lee before, but look at the quality of opponents that he faced in his career. I think that, for me, was was, was quite significant with Lee Appleyard. Domestically, he's fought some, some really good names, like Dalton Smith, for example, in 2021. There's a really good name on his record. You look at someone like Corey Gibbs, who's had a, a good boxing career so far. You look at different names across his record and you think to yourself well he's he's had a he's had a good good career so far and this was another step up for Rafferty to go on there and get a win against somebody who 
I'd say he's is is well known in the UK. He's got a good resume, good stock has really produced the goods when he's needed to produce the goods, has come up short in some big fights of his career. But from Rafferty's perspective, it's the fight where he wins the Commonwealth title and he beats a good opponent. He's now stepping his career up even further. And now you start to think about who else is around in this division. And there's a lot of good fighters, super lightweight division in the UK, on, on the UK domestic scene. And I think, you know, we could be looking at Jack Rafferty pushing for bigger fights in the future. You've got the likes of Kane Gardner, Lewis Ritson, Dalton Smith around. You've got Henry Turner, 12-0 around. I mean, Sam Maxwell's not had the greatest of form recently. If he decides to stay in the sport and doesn't retire from the sport, then maybe that could be something that happens in the future for him. Ryan Walsh has returned to the ring. That'd be another good name for Rafferty in his career if he could defend his title there. And then you look at the top end of the division, you're looking at the likes of Dalton Smith. You're looking at the likes of Harlem Eubank and Adam Azim. And then past that, it's it's the bigger names. It's Jack Catterall and O'Hara Davis who are, who are past that level. They are at world level, essentially. So I think it's a, a good opportunity for Jack going forward now to, to really push forward in his career and, and start to make them, them steps forward again with the level of opposition, defend the Commonwealth title, push forward, maybe start pushing towards the British title, and start getting into to, to bigger fights. But so far, he's looked good. I've really been impressed with him. He's now had, what, 21, 22 fights. It's now time to really push on now. And I think this is the time. 2024 will be the time for him to get those big fights. And I'm looking forward to seeing whether he uh, whether he can push on in his career. So that was the other fight that I wanted to mention weekend as well. And I'm going to come towards the end of this show now by having a few moments just to talk about a little bit of news that has happened in the past 24 hours. At the time of recording this today, Tuesday the 19th of December, it has now been confirmed that we are, as a podcast network, uh, nominated for not one, but two, two podcast awards, which is absolutely fantastic news for us at the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. So we have been nominated for BTR Boxing Podcast and The Darker Side of Boxing under the Best Combat Sports Podcast category by the Sports Podcast Group. Now, we are in there with some esteemed company. Boxing News has three separate shows also in there with the boxing. We've got the George Grove Boxing Club. We've got the, uh, the, the opening bell, I believe, and then the boxing show as well. You know, we've got IFL in there. We've got a Daniel Cormier podcast, a UFC fighter. Uh, we've got some really great podcasts that we're up against. And, of course, we are realistic and understand that we are up against some really major mainstream players who are well-financed, well-funded, and potentially will win this award. However, we are really happy at the fact that we have been nominated. It's quite humbling that there's so many entrants that have gone into it and we sit there with two of our podcasts in the 12 that have been nominated for an award this year. And I'm really, really pleased to tell you guys that. But also... It's the opportunity for you guys that listen to us to go and support us in this way. Now, I have posted a link with the announcement on social media, on all the channels, and that link will take you to the Sports Podcast Group's page. You go into the best combat sports category and vote for our shows. Please, just take a couple of minutes out of your day. You probably take a couple of minutes out of your day just scrolling through shorts or TikTok or reels or whatever. Just take a couple of minutes to go and do this for us. It would be really, really appreciated. We understand that we're up against major, major players here. But 
we're not going to be able to push ourselves any further forward if we don't get that support. So your support is vital. Please go and take a few minutes to vote for us. Some of these shows you probably listen to too, and they are probably shows that you really also enjoy along with ours. But we are an independent podcast. We are not essentially finance. We don't have producers. We don't have researchers. We don't have a studio to sit in and record. We don't have video cameras to sit and do it in a room. We're not on that level. So we need that support. So you guys going and looking on social media at what we do and and how we produce stuff, how everything's done in-house with very little financial support, this is the time to make an underdog's dream come true. For us to win this award, guys, would be absolutely amazing. To beat the likes of Boxing News, George Groves Boxing and IFL Pod and all the rest that are in there, to go and beat the likes of them, I think it'd make a big statement, to be honest. It would certainly make a big statement and maybe make a lot of people stand up and really recognise the work that we do and hopefully then attract in sponsorships that will finance us to a level that we can actually do some more high-end production. We can actually do some more high-level shows and we can actually get a studio and we can actually go that step further that we've not been able to do before. So this is why I'm rally crying to you guys in this episode because I want you guys to go and support us. I really do. Like I know it's quite easy to go and say, oh, well, I'll just go and vote for Boxing News because it's Boxing News, for God's sake. I'm not going to not vote for them because they're one of the best out there. Yeah, they are. But, you know, I've got full admiration for, for them and what they do over there. Absolutely. But we have been working so hard at what we do for the past six years. We have really had limited financial support and to be where we are, to be nominated just based off what we do without that support, to me is is even more of an achievement than what it is for someone with a heavily financed podcast, with a studio, with cameras, with everything else to be in there because we do it, we're doing it without that support. So for me, it feels even more of an achievement than probably what it feels to others because we have this in place, what we have, and they've got what they've got in place. So I just want to really get you guys to go and do it. Go and go to the Sports Podcast Group page and vote for us on there. Vote for the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Vote for the Darker Side of Boxing. Let's get ourselves in that top three. Even to get there would be an amazing achievement given the situation that we're up against. So please, just take a few moments to go and do it. And that's the end of my rally cry, guys. A few bits of housekeeping as always. If you are listening on Spotify, please do leave a comment below in the box. It is greatly appreciated when you do interact with us and let us know what you're thinking about the shows or any thoughts and feelings about the fights or fighters that we've discussed in the shows. Please do go on there and leave a comment. If you are listening through other platforms that has a rating and review system, please do so on there as well. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really, really does help get the show recognized even more so than what it is at the moment if you've not already seen that our new show our new season of legendary nights is out there please go and check it out this week's episode is the tale of oscar de la hoya versus floyd mayweather their 2007 showdown one of the richest fights in boxing history and we covered everything in the lead up to it the aftermath and everything that made it what it was in the year 2007 so please do go and check that episode out and of course the after show to that episode is also now available with myself and lukey over at lukey boxing coming in 
Again, as the co-host for the after show for this year, please do go and check out our thoughts and feelings and reminiscing on the tale of Delahoya versus Mayweather. But that is it for this big fight reaction show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. If you have, do let us know again on social media at BTR Boxing Pod across all platforms. And we will be back very shortly with a big fight preview for the day of reckoning show. Please make sure you do tune into that also as we look at the Anthony Joshua Wallin fight and we also look at the Deontay Wilder Joseph Parker fight along with many others that are on that great card coming up this coming weekend. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.